0: decades, quick service restaurants have consumed the American culture of food. In this podcast, we deliver insights from founders, CEOs, and innovators on their successes and challenges. I'm Lisa Pepe. Welcome to the Fast Casual Nation. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I am Lisa Pepe, your host, and this is Fast Casual Nation. Um, Today, we're going to talk about a roadmap to success for expansion. So we have a great guest on today. Um, Our guest today is Josh Luger. He is the co-founder of Capital Tacos. Welcome to the show, Josh.
1: Thanks for having me. Great to be here.
0: So I want to get into, this, get into this with you. We have a lot to cover, um, and I uh, just really want you to um, give you know your your honest insights, your feedback. You have a, a very cool uh, fast casual concept called Capital Tacos. But before we dive into uh, roadmap to success, can you tell us a little bit about Capital Tacos?
1: Sure, uh, Capital Tacos was founded twenty thirteen in Land Lakes, Florida. I asked folks if they know where Land Lakes is; they uh, they say yes, but I think they know the O' Lakes butter and that's out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So Land Lakes, Florida, uh, is about forty minutes north. Uh, forty minutes north of Tampa, um, and you know, the original store is a thousand square feet. Um, you know, there was no money to put up a sign, so there was no sign for a few years there. Um, and really, the focus was just delivering. Um, you know, the best Tex-Mex we could out there, you know, flavorful, inventive, trying a new take on, on, you know, what a fast, casual Tex-Mex concept could be. Um, and word kind of got out. Uh, so over the last, uh, bunch of years, we've expanded across the Tampa market and now we're both, uh, you know, uh, a franchise concept as well as a corporate, uh, owned locations in the Tampa area. We recently expanded, uh, open our first store up in Orlando and have some pretty exciting, uh, plans for 2023, expanding into new markets across, uh, South Florida, um, Atlanta, Charlotte, and even as far out as a, a franchise in Colorado. So pretty exciting times for us. Wow.
0: That is great. And I guess you are the perfect guest to talk about roadmap to success for expansion. So um, let's dive into this. I want to talk about something that you shared that's super important um, is product offering. What does product offering have to do with uh, you know, your roadmap for success?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, to, to even start one restaurant, let alone, you know, thinking about scaling it across a market or multiple markets, you really have to look inward and think, you know, what is truly different and differentiated about our product offering? What do we have to say? And so, you know, for us, um, you know, there's a few core things that relate to our offering that we think make us, you know, distinct and unique uh, in the Tex Mex landscape and why. You know, we're confident as we expanded across Tampa and across new markets that folks will, you know, you know, find us interesting and want to give us a try and hopefully come back. Um, you know, so, so our take on Tex-Mex is really, um, you know, it's, it's a unique one, I would say. Um, you know, we, to start, we run a true scratch kitchen. Um, so a lot of folks say that. But for us, it's really, you know, words we live by. You know, folks get to our story before 7 a.m. each day. We're prepping dozens of homemade recipes, hundreds of different ingredients that we work with, you know, dozens of proteins. Um, you know, we brine, we marinate, we slice, we chop, we dice. I mean, we do a lot of different things before the store even opens every day. Um, and, you know, all that is meant to be able to, you know, not only use fresh and high quality ingredients, but offer what we call chef-created flavor profiles. So, you know, our version of Tex-Mex has not come down a line and say, I want cheese or sour cream, but it's really about you know, very unique flavor profiles that have been well thought through with six or seven different ingredients, toppings and sauces. Uh, You know, we have certain ingredients and toppings that are in the store that just go on one menu item, for example. So really well thought through uh, flavor profiles. Um, And then we grill everything to order, right? And so we believe there's a real difference when, um, you know, someone's placing an order, we actually fire it up and make it Uh, on the grill right there, as opposed to having proteins, you know, sitting in in steam wells all day, you can taste that difference, right? So there's a lot of work that goes into what we do each and every taco, Um, you know, is touching a lot of different folks, a lot of different processes, and it's actually, you know, coming out grilled to order. So that means folks will probably wait a few more minutes, you know, uh, obviously, because they're not just going down a line, you know, pointing things out, but we're actually making the food as they order it, um but the the flavor that comes out of it is is tremendously unique and differentiated so we're really proud of that um the other thing i'd add is just the way we look at tex-mex i mean it's exciting to us because we really view the tortilla as a blank canvas so we take a very i'd say expansive and inclusive view on what it is so you know every one of those flavor profiles i mentioned we have over a dozen you could have it it's not just as a taco there's a bowl, a burrito, a salad, nachos on top of spice fries that we hand spice. So all in all, we have you know probably over a hundred menu items on the menu. Um, there's really something for everyone. We have very creative starters and sides that we're proud of. Um, you know we have things like queso bites, which are a variation of our chips and queso. We kind of call them Tex Mex mozzarella sticks on steroids. Uh, we have
0: Yum. Uh, Mexican street okay. corn
1: is. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite items for sure. Um, you know, we have we have street corn that's literally, you know, comes out, you know, it's, you know, with, uh, you know, it's hand chucked each day. It's steamed and freshly grilled. Then we coat it with some secret sauce. And so you're going to see a lot of things that um, are the result of, of a lot of work, a lot of creativity and innovation, and, you know, the real result of having a scratch kitchen where things are grilled to order. So we really believe in having something for everyone. And, you know, as I like, say, tacos are in our name. But tacos are you know roughly less than a third of what we sell. Um, so when I say inclusive and very diverse menu, that's kind of what what I mean. It's, there's really a lot to choose.
0: So I, I just wanted to ask if um, on your rollout and your expansion plans, um, does it make it more challenging to have a scratch kitchen for rollout?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I'd say is it's, it's um, you know it definitely on the back end requires more work, you know, so you know, our concept, you, you can't deliver the, the flavor and the and diversity of quality and, and options that we do without putting a little bit more work. And for us, it really is, you know, it's, it's a labor of love. And so our mission is, right. is literally to deliver the most flavorful and inventive Tex-Mex out there. And those are words we live by. Um, so yeah, it means uh, we put in more work, um, we have to do a little bit more training, it means folks are going to wait a few more minutes for their food, uh, because we're grilling it to order. And so you know we're pretty upfront about all that, and the promise we make is if you're willing to wait a little bit longer, and um, you know we're willing to do a little bit more of the work, you're going to get you're right. going to get the result for that. So, um, you know we're very um, you know thoughtful about how we grow, um, and you know we've taken kind of the time we need to build our systems and our training um, and our operations department to support that growth. Um, We've had opportunities to grow faster and quicker, and just like, you know, how we get our food out of the kitchen, for us, it's not. Whether it's growth or getting food out of the kitchen, it's never going to be about what's fastest. It's really how do you stay true to our mission um, and grow or cook as fast as possible within that context.
0: Yeah, no shortcuts at Capital Tacos, that's for sure. So let me ask you this. Uh, what What does this mean to you, a brand that stands for something beyond the food?
1: Yeah, I mean, it means a few things. And so, you know, as I said, we obviously uh, put a lot of work into our food and we'll put it up against anyone's in the Tex-Mex category. But we also believe at the same time that that's not enough, um, especially if we're coming into a, a new community or a new market. You know, our promise is that we're, we're there to be a true asset community. Um, and so, you know, we look at that kind of multiple different ways, I'd say. I think within the four walls, we really, if you're, if you're going to venture out, especially in 2023, to eat at a casual restaurant, um, we really wanna provide more than good food. Um, so you'll see in our stores, we have chalkboard walls where kids, we give chalk to all the kids and they immediately roll up there, uh, have some fun, create their own art while their parents can enjoy a, a meal. Right. Um, we have retro pinball machines where, where you know, you know folks, teenagers can come in or dads can take their kids and play. Um, a lot of times we're offering up free pinball. So we really try to make it fun and inclusive, inviting, make it an experience inside the four walls and then outside the four walls, we do a lot of things to engage with the community. And so we really try to, you know, um, lead into what's important to local communities and, um, and be a part of what's going on. So in the past, we've partnered up in the Tampa Bay market, market with um, Tampa Bay Lightning players in the NHL um, for special tacos of the month, where a portion of the proceeds went to their charities of choice. Um, we partnered, you know, Tampa and Orlando are kind of the hub for WWE wrestlers, um, also known as superstars. Um, and a lot of them come to our stores, and so we've done, uh, you know, tacos of the month uh, with them. Where a portion of the proceeds goes to their charity of choice. Um, most recently, uh, partnered up with, with the Florida Fish and Wildlife um, nonprofit to help save manatees down in Florida. That's a big issue. And so January, where people are kind of leaning into salads a little bit. Um, Salads, lettuce is what, you know, know, those organizations feed manatees to prevent them from starving. And um, so we said we donated a portion of all our proceeds in January from our stores uh, on any salad sold. Um, So we're always trying to find those local kind of connections, uh, things that are really important that speak to our values, but also what's important to local communities. Um, So I think that's really important to us. So as we expand, we're going to continue that. Um, And I'd say finally, it really is about you know, so much of, of what we do, I mean, honestly, we, we're only going to be as good as our team is every single day in every single store. And so from our perspective, um, you know, providing you know ownership opportunities to local entrepreneurs, that's why we're doing franchising, right? When we go to a market, we're not there saying, hey, we're just going to open corporate stores and that's it. We're, we're sharing the business opportunity with other folks. Our first franchise is up in Trinity, Florida. It's in our home market. A lot of folks wouldn't franchise in their home market because you know they just viewed the real estate as too valuable. We said, look, we want to expand, we want to find partners and share this opportunity. So they're doing great. It's a, a local school teacher and a veteran leading the way. Um, and They're doing a fabulous job representing the brand and serving their community. And that's something we truly believe is a, a big part of who we are. Um, and then also we provide ownership opportunities up the way to folks who work their way up as, as team members on our team. So, wow. um, you know, obviously there's a path to get there, but we really believe, again, when we come to a community, uh, we want to make clear that the business opportunity associated with Capital Tacos is is a shared one. And So, you know, those are kind of the things that we talk about being an asset to the community and really living by those values as, as we expand.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's so important for brands to understand that really it's the community that um, um, is their support. It's, it's your key form of support. So the more you can be involved in your community, uh, uh, the, the benefits will just come back uh, twofold for sure. Um, I, I want to talk about this, a capital effect and flexible development strategy. What does that mean, Josh?
1: Yeah. So, you know, again, it always goes back to the roots of the brand. And, you know, the first restaurant we had was a second generation restaurant. The money wasn't there. We had an, there was an idea. Um, as I said, we couldn't afford to sign, let alone, you know, build the restaurant from scratch. And so we went into a place where other restaurants failed and we succeeded. And then that happened the second time, and the third and the fourth time over. So long way of saying from a uh, corporate development standpoint, from brick and mortars, um, we leverage second generation restaurants. It's a really efficient way to be effective with capital it obviously doesn't work for everyone and it presents its own unique challenges. You got to find the locations um, and you have to make each one unique, right? And we actually lean into that. We like the fact that it's not cookie cutter. Each one of our locations is a little bit different. And, you know, from a design perspective, that gives us a fun opportunity to think about how we kind of fill in each store. Um, but again, allows us to be highly effective with, with capital. Um, and also move quicker, right? So we're not looking at 12 or 18 right. month build times when we sign a lease, you know, we get to work and we can be open in four or five months. So if you think about the speed of growth and the cost of growth, having a second generation strategy, um, is highly effective. You know, we, we have a first generation store, we did build one from scratch and, you know, not much different, uh, from a customer facing perspective, it took longer, cost more to build, but not much other difference, you know, that we've been able to see. So, you know, we, we really lead into a second generation approach and try to find spaces um you know again where other big brands have failed so you know recent stores we opened where most southwest grill went out we've been into guys so um for whatever reason other concepts don't make it there we can go in there and make it work so that's a huge part of our strategy and then you know also we believe in not just limiting ourselves to the brick and mortar format. Um that's right. worked great for us. But we we really view tacos as something that can be effective in multiple different Uh, Formats and so we also have what we call Capital Tacos Express, and that's living in a few different formats as of now. Both of them have been really successful. One is in a multi use convenience store, Um, and then we recently launched our first trailer, Uh, put it up by the side of the road. We have big bright lights that are kind of our signature trademark, and uh, it's a limited portion of our menu, um, but it's close to the main highway, has great visibility. And we've just kind of soft soft launched it for a few months. We haven't even turned on online ordering because just the drive up demand there is huge. We're taking, you know, a big parking lot that has a lot of empty spaces. The landlord's happy to have us driving traffic into the center Uh, and folks are loving it, right? There's lines all day long there. So, um, you know, that's something with the trailer, you can move even quicker than opening up a second generation brick and mortar. Once you order it, it comes in within a few months and you're ready to roll. So there's a lot of, you know, unique things you have to learn about each format, but, you know, for us, it's really working backwards from, you know, how to reach people in 2023. How do you reach as many people as possible in ways that are true to the brand, where they're still eating, you know, delicious food that we stand by? Um, so whether it's, you know, moving through brick and mortar restaurants, any express formats where we can deliver things, we're still proud of. Um, you know, multiple formats seem to be working for us, and we continue to kind of lean into them as we grow. Up.
0: That's incredible. Um, I just want to remind our audience, those of you uh, tuning in on the podcast or maybe checking us out on YouTube, I want to uh, let you know that Josh is going to talk to us about top three tips uh, on coming up with a new menu special at the end of the show, so please stay tuned. Um, So next I want to flip to um, innovation. How important is innovation, Josh? uh, when you're planning a roadmap for success?
1: Yeah, I mean, our take is, is that it's supremely important. Um, you know, I think again, it really works backwards from, you know, what's kind of your promise as a brand and, and how does your product, going back to the top thing we talked about, how is it differentiated? And, and for us, um, as I said, you know, we, we have a very high quality product and, and our, you know, promises deliver, you know, flavorful and inventive text mex you can't find anywhere else. But if you have that scratch kitchen you have that mission and capability to not consistently innovate, uh, it's kind of a miss. So part of the promise we're making is we got a great offering, but you always should expect the unexpected from us. And so when we think about an LTO calendar um, or we think about just updating the menu, some new items that are hitting next month that we're excited about um, you know we're always in the, it doesn't matter how good we're doing. we're always thinking about how do we how do we be better? you know what else are folks doing? We take inspiration not just from other techex yeah. but all forms, because again, that's one of the benefits of Tex-Mex is, you know, there's, you could, you could do a lot. And so when you have a scratch kitchen and in inside our kitchens and our stores is the DNA of, you know, doing unique things. Um, as you said, that's a little bit tougher, but one of the benefits of it is, you know, you can launch new things and it's not, you know, let's say it's super easy, but the culture is one where it's accepted and people get excited by it. Right. So, You know, part of the reason folks you know work with us and get excited is they love the food. When we come out with a new menu item, they're really excited about it. They want to try it. They want to make it. They want to put their stamp on it. A lot of our specials actually have been inspired, or the original ideas have come from team members. Right, so it's become part of our culture. I think it it helps culturally, but it also, again, obviously from just a consumer-facing perspective, uh, stay fresh and stay relevant and see what's going on. Great example is you know birria tacos have been all the rage. Um, you know, we're, we we do not just launch it a week later when we see various coming up, we knew it was on the radar screen. We spent a long time perfecting our version of it and we do it in a unique way that no one else does. Um, and we launched it as a special last November. It was a top selling taco, and, you know, I'll give you a break some news here, but it's going to be added, added to our full menu very soon. And so, you know, that's our version of consistently, you know, delivering on our promise. And again, it doesn't mean something just pops up. We do it the next day. We, we wait to do our spin on it, figure out how it works in our kitchen, um, how we can operationalize it and scale it, uh, and that's what, that's what we're always going to continue to do. So, you know, we know the general rule is kind of as you grow, you kind of start cutting corners, and on the food side, you know, our promises do the opposite, which is as we grow, we want our offering to become stronger and better, um, and our promises is to keep working on it. No matter how good we think we're doing, we, we always think we can do better and we can innovate, and that's that's part of who we are.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And I love the uh, kind of uh, news, so everyone knows what to expect, what you're adding to the menu. Thank you for that, uh, n- <laughs> that, that newsworthy uh, yeah. update. I love it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you a bit about uh, diversified revenue streams. How important is that? Um, do you think it's important to to go into a new concept um, with uh, with that in mind, or is it something that you can add after you've been up and operating?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, again, I think you know if you're if you're starting a new concept, again, you really got to start with you know what what are you doing that's unique? What do you have to say? Right, and so. Going back to like a food trailer, if that's what you're running, I and mean, we're not we're not even doing online order in there. So that's you know, it could be something we have, but it but um, you know, so it's, it's it's really about, you know, again, how do you how are you proposing to connect with folks? And I think from a, a brand perspective, if you're a brick and mortar um, and you're someone who's you know placing yourself in the community and going down that route, um, you know, you have to be diversified at this point in time, right? There, I think there's very few contexts, again, trailer's one of them, but um, where you can just say, hey, I'm going to focus on one thing and do that only. Obviously, there's folks doing virtual kitchens and there's folks doing you know different slicing and dicing. But I think if you have a brick and mortar set up, it's incredibly important um, to have that diversification. And again, the, the goal we set is we want to be great in every format. So if you're coming to the store, you're going to benefit from the fact that your food's coming out grilled to order and you can eat it right there. So that's a great starting point. But as I spoke about earlier, we provide experiential you know, fun and things to do there. So if you're going to come out and dine in at a casual restaurant these days, we got to give you a reason to do that. Or right? yeah. as many different reasons as possible. That being said, you know, if you're going to order delivery and many folks do that, including myself, uh, frequently, we got to be great there. So we got to provide a convenient ordering, whether you're ordering from our site or on third parties, um, you know, make sure we're providing value to folks there and doing different promotions there that we may not do in store. Um, And same thing with off premises, right? I mean, off premises, you know, revenue is a great way to not only add revenue, but to get out in the community, right? And reach thousands of people, right? right? So uh, whether it's local businesses offering catering, or we got a lot of area businesses and hospitals and serve there weekly and go to their cafeterias, uh, we're not only providing a service to folks in the middle of their workday, you know, they're they're really looking forward to a high quality lunch. but that's also a way to get out there and market your brand, right? Whether it's, again, it brings there's a halo effect. So if people are ordering you on delivery, they might order you a few times That hey, I should go try that that restaurant in person. Or if they see you in a cafeteria that's off-premises, they might come into the restaurant or order you for delivery and look you up, right? So, um, you know, this day and age, you know, it's important, I think, to be really smart about all of these streams, you know, everything from how you're serving store customers to how your packaging is, is you know, suited for to-go orders and delivery orders and and how you're thinking about off-premises. I don't, um, you know, I think uh, Mm -hmm. some concepts, you know, probably will forego one of those. But I think, especially as you're expanding and scaling, um, you know, having different ways to reach folks and going into community and saying, again, you know, it might be that you serve down the hospital down the road and you reach tons of people there, you know, you got to be flexible enough to be able to find where the opportunities are. And so, you know, we've seen that work for us and, you know, that's kind of what we think.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, so I think that um, it's really important uh, before expansion um, is making sure that there's no hiccups in your operation. Talk to talk to that a little bit, Josh. I mean, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is plan on expanding when you're having challenges operationally. So how important is it to you to make sure that operations were solid before, you know, moving on and expanding and opening new locations?
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably the most important thing. So you hit the nail on the head. I mean, uh, you know, as I said, we've been at this for a few years and we've had a lot of opportunities and folks reaching out from all over the place. You know, one of the benefits of being a Florida-based brand is you have a lot of people travel from all over the country and say, hey, there's nothing like this in my state. You know, you guys should come up there. And so, you know, we've had the opportunities to to grow faster, but we purposely have not specifically because we knew we needed to perfect our operations, build out our systems to support our, you know, our kitchens and support our teams, build out, you know, the training process for opening new stores. Um, and some of these lessons you learn the hard way, right? So when you relaunch a new POS system and a new KDS system, um, they're always going to be lumps. So you got to figure that out before you hit the road. When you have a big grand opening and you know 500 people show up on day one, you you learn from that as well, right? And so you learn to kind of you know update your opening strategy so that folks have you know a little bit of a better experience yeah. on day one. So there's a lot of things you really uh, have to get down from an operational perspective before you grow, because going to new markets. Uh, it's not going to get easier. I mean, you you have, you don't have the benefit of that core home base. And so we spent a lot of time working on that. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, again, you're only going to be as good as your operations. And that means in any one store and any one day. So, you know, for us, the focus has really been about, especially because we have a concept that I'd say, you know, again, is, is, you know, a little bit more, requires a little bit more work and focus to, to deliver on the promise that, that we put out to customers and the menu that we have. Um, so we really believe in focusing on truly great operators. So for us, that's, that's part of why, um, you know, we've gone into franchising, you know, um, you know, having franchisees, the ones that we look for are are folks who are in the store, operating the store, treating it like their own business because it is their own business. Um, from a corporate owned standpoint, we've rolled out a uh, managing partner program where, uh, restaurant, uh, where restaurant managers could, are participating in the profits of the store and based on that performance, as I said before, also, you know, there's a pathway up to ownership if that's something that they excel at. Um, and so at the end of the day, we think, you know, your systems, your, your training team, everything from the operational perspective is a part of it. Uh, but it's really about who are those managers or operators that are in the stores who are um, day-to-day, um, you know, running the show, going the extra mile for customers, treating it like it's their own business. Um, and you know that's also a constant uh, process again of finding the right franchisees, um, putting the right incentives in front of managers to ensure that they feel supported and they have upside in the business. Uh, and um, you know, so that's why for us, you know, again on the operational side, we really believe in sharing that opportunity with operators because we want them to act like it's their own business. We want them to feel like, it, and in reality, for it to be, um, you know, their own business tied to the performance of the stores. And so. Um, You can have the best systems and the best, you know, operating manuals and best, you know, everything, Uh, but you need truly great operators to be there every single day uh, doing what they do. And so for us, that's been a huge focus, um, you know, for years now. And, um, you know, part of why we're we're hitting the road is we feel like we're in a good spot. And again, as we grow now, we have both franchisees and corporate locations um, that we think uh, represent the brand the right way every day. So it gives us that confidence.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a great insight to making sure your operations are solid. Um, so just quickly, do you offer at uh, Capital Tacos a reward or loyalty program?
1: Yeah, uh, it's called Capital Rewards. Um, not super creative name, but gets straight to the point.
0: Uh, <laughs> we know and, what it is, uh, Josh. It tells us what it is.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a dual kind of system, uh, you know, it's traditional points-based rewards. Uh, So for every dollar spent, you get a point, and there's lots of uh, tasty rewards you can redeem them for along the way. But for us, it's also been important to provide something that's experiential as well. Um, And so we have a second component called capital exclusives, and that's more the surprise and delight. Um, You know, every month we drop new kind of offers that uh, could be interesting and unique, and we also do fun promos. So, you know, in the past, we've done things like... You know, for valentine's day um, you know, come in profess your love either to us or the person you're with with a song a note we'll give each of you a free dessert we've had days where you come in and order like arnold schwarzenegger in the terminator and you get a free taco so you know fun things that we do as well as point-based rewards things that again some things are digital only some things or you have to come in the store and then do those things like I just mentioned. Right. Um, you know, so trying to find diversification of things that, you know, again, reward loyalty, but also inject fun into what we do. It's again, going back to the root of, of the brand before we had a, you know, a big digital reward system and everything integrated like we have now. We just really did the fun stuff and said come in and do fun stuff and engage with the brand and uh, the world has changed but we think it's more important than ever to you know keep that fun as part of the brand and yes some people like only digital offers and so we have many of those but we do like to give people again more to come in and give you know an opportunity for them to have you know the team to have fun engagements with customers and vice versa and of course obviously we do regular taco tuesday deals which you know again uh, serving tacos that's that's something you kind of have to do um and um and so, you know, again, we mix those up every month or so. Sometimes it'll be buy one taco, get 50% off. Sometimes it'll be double point days. Um, you know, we really try to mix it up, but, but give people at least the, the uh, predictability of knowing every Tuesday something's going on at Capital Tacos. And so we really believe in, again, a kind of a multifaceted approach to rewarding loyalty and providing value and, and giving people, you know, fun in unexpected ways. And, um, you know, we've been doing that for a while now. And so, again, just like with our menu... We like to provide a lot of predictability, but we also like to say, hey, you never know what's going to come next. So pay attention to that email. Pay attention to us right. on social media because uh, you might be surprised by what's coming next.
0: Well, well, before I let you go, you just led me into a perfect uh, top three question, Josh. Um, top three tips on coming up with a new menu special. Can you give those to me?
1: Sure. I mean, the first one uh, might seem a little bit obvious, but, uh, you know, let's make it a really unique and delicious. It's got to be something that's truly special and differentiated from your menu. I'd say the second one is make sure it has a fun and an engaging name. We've we've learned this the hard way. If, if you're too uh, generic or people don't really know what you're talking about, uh, it doesn't really go a long way. But if something that catches people's attention, that is huge. So we spend a lot of time thinking about the names. Then we think about being creative with how you launch it. So, for example, we launched a a shark bait taco on the anniversary of the release of Jaws last year. And then we said if you come in dressed like a shark, you get a free taco. So there's a lot of ways to launch something. The more creative you can be, the more likely it is going to catch someone's attention and uh, have them come in to try it.
0: I love it. Uh, Josh Luger, co-founder of Capital Tacos, thank you so much for stopping by the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: And for you guys tuning in over on the podcast, maybe you're checking us out on YouTube. Make sure you like, review, subscribe, tell us who you want on the show, maybe topics that you'd love us to cover. Um, you can also go check out our other show, Chef AF, uh, The Restaurant Report. But for today, I'm Lisa Pepe, your host, and I will catch you next time on Fast Casual Nation.